VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday... My newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The world is full of magic and wonder, if you know where to look. And I'm obsessed with looking for it. I'm Simon Sinek, and I host a podcast called A Bit of Optimism. Each week, I have a short conversation with someone who inspires me or teaches me something about life, leadership, and other curious things. I hope you'll join me on the journey. Listen to a bit of optimism on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Mark Moss Show, where we talk about the decentralized revolution, the way the world is swinging, the pendulum is swinging from centralization to decentralization. We look at this through the lens of politics, finance, and technology. Of course, the technology being Bitcoin cryptocurrencies, the decentralization that is leading to the acceleration of this decentralized revolution. And I like to look at the convergence of these three things to see just how quickly things are changing. Now, uh, it's like uh, the frog in the boiling pot, the proverbial, you know, frog in the boiling pot of water. It's like it happens like slowly, so you don't really notice it, but it's happening. And if you can start to learn to see the signposts, you can see how fast this is changing. Now, um, the world obviously has been swinging towards centralization, and we have the, the World Economic Forum and the World Trade Organization, the UN, the IMF, etc. And they've been working towards this for a long time. But of course, uh, the more they push, the more they squeeze, the more things are falling back. And some of the things we can see that have been planned for a long time, there was an article that came out this week that was uh, pretty shocking to a lot of people. Uh, really shocking to a lot of people, but it actually shouldn't be because this article is actually pretty old. And as a matter of fact, there's an article, what, what came out this week was shocking because of what it proposed, but what proposed is actually just coming true, which is something that was actually proposed 15 years ago. So an article came out in December of 2006, and the article is plans to create a carbon trading credit card for everyone. Now, I've covered this before. About a year ago, I, I covered how MasterCard is making a credit card that would track carbon purchases. You can find that on my YouTube channel. Just search Mark Moss on YouTube. But this article came out in 2006, and it says that uh, there was this plans for this. So 
Um, you shouldn't have been caught off guard unless, of course, you weren't paying attention. And it says here that every citizen would be issued with a carbon credit card to be swiped every time they bought gas, paid for an electricity bill, utility bill, booked an airline ticket. And under a nationwide carbon rationing scheme, rationing scheme, a world of scarcity, not abundance, not, not the world that we live in with unlimited amount of abundance and wealth. No, a rationing scheme, scheme for scarcity that could come into operation within five years. Now, this was written 15 years ago. They said it could come into operation five years. It was a little bit behind the time, but here it is today. But first, let's talk about what they were talking about here 15 years ago. And it says that under the scheme, there's no such thing as a conspiracy, right? What's the definition of a conspiracy? Conspiracy is two or more people plotting to do something. Conspiracies happen all the time. My wife and I conspire against our kids all the time. Um, this scheme, this is a, the, the, no such thing as a conspiracy. Well, this is a scheme where everybody would be given an annual allowance of the carbon they could expend on a range of products, food, energy, and travel. If they want to use more carbon, they'd be able to buy it from somebody else and they could sell any surplus. So you only get a certain amount of food, energy, and travel. That's it. Now, if you're really rich, you can buy extra credits. Probably if you're really important, like John Kerry telling African nations that they shouldn't have any natural gas to bring them out of poverty, and he's flying there on his private jet to tell them. But, you know, he's doing good for the world, so he could go ahead and blow all that carbon, right? So I suppose if you're John Kerry or someone who's doing good for the world, you get extra carbon, or if you're someone very rich. The poor people, though, you, get, you, you, don't, you don't have enough carbon credits, so no red meat for you. You get the slop, the pea soup, the bugs. That's what you get. Um... You don't get to travel. You used all your carbon credits to keep your house warm in the winter. You didn't need to keep your house warm. You could have just, you know, worn long johns and a bunch of blankets. And then you could have saved those credits, and then maybe you could have got a bus to go see your mom 50 miles away. Not a plane ticket. You, you don't have enough credits for a plane ticket, so you couldn't get that. That's what they're talking about here. I, I know that sounds crazy. I'm just going to read it again. Everybody would be given an annual allowance of the carbon they would expend on a range of products, food, energy, and travel. If they wanted to use more carbon, they would buy it from somebody else so they could sell it. I'm poor. I don't have enough money. I'll sell my allotment, and I'll just, um, I'll just eat bugs and pea slop, and I won't ever travel, and I'll just use blankets. Yeah. It says carbon allowances could be treated as bank accounts. Of course, we store that in our bank. Um, we can trade them through our bank system. Um, and think about this. We'll get into this in a, in a minute, actually. But how would they enforce something like this? At what point do they say that I can't get any more meat? Like who? Like some? Like a police officer comes to my house and watches me at the grocery store? Like how do they enforce that? We'll come back to that. So this, uh, that was, this article that I just read was 15 years ago, but it resurfaced just this week, of course, by none other than the World Economic Forum, the WEF. They came out with an article titled, My Carbon, An Approach for Inclusive and Sustainable Cities. And so um, they are basically saying that this uh, world that was envisioned 15 years ago is back now. They say that... Uh, 
there's three developments that really helped them see that they could shape this My Carbon initiative. One of them was the pandemic. And the pandemic was an amazing test of social responsibility. No one could have imagined that all these people would have willingly just locked themselves down in their home, maintained social distancing, wore masks, uh, blindly accepted and taken mask vaccinations, accepted contract tracing applications to monitor not just their own movements, but who they interact with. It demonstrated the core of individual social responsibility, they say. Mm, how good. Then they talk about all this, the new technological breakthroughs. Number two, the fourth industrial revolution, as it's called. Now, the head of the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, wrote a book. Well, he's written several books, but he's written a book called The Fourth Industrial Revolution. Now, I've read the book. Uh, I've read his other book, uh, COVID-19, The Great Reset. I haven't read his most recent book, uh, The Great Narrative, but I have read the other two. I don't like to tell people what's in the books because it makes me sound like a crazy person. What I'd recommend is that you go read the book for yourself. I say that I take them at their word. They're the ones that said it. Let them tell you what it has to say. So read what the fourth industrial revolution is. Let me just uh, let me let me let me give you a hint. Industrial revolution was bringing machines. So before the industrial revolution, we had uh, you know horsepower and manpower. The industrial revolution brought machines that could do the work of five thousand men. What's the fourth industrial revolution? The fourth fourth industrial revolution is the merger of man and machine. He talks about a world where you can't even tell the difference between man and machine. We have chips in our brains. They, all of our brain waves go into AI clouds that they can read, and on and on and on. That's in Fourth Industrial Revolution. Uh, I say no thank you. They talk about emerging technologies like artificial intelligence, blockchain, and digitalization that can enable tracking personal carbon emissions. Mm, how nice. New ways to track you. See what they're saying here? They have a, uh, the World Economic Forum has a scale 360 initiative that demonstrates the use of fourth industrial revolution technologies across the whole life cycle. There can be, there's major advances, uh, including transportation and personalized apps that can account for your personal emissions. Now, again, how do they get you to buy into this? How do they get you to buy into this and um, not buy plane tickets? not travel to go see your mom, not have any more red meat, and on and on and on. Well, there's part indoctrination, which would get you to buy into it that way. And then if you don't buy into it, then there's the forced means. We're going to get more into that in a minute. You're listening to The Mark Ma Show talking about the decentralized revolution, the way the world is swinging from centralization towards decentralization. And we look at it through the lens of politics, finance, and technology. We're talking about politics. Uh, it's around the finance, and of course, it's through the technology. I'm going to be back with more in this in a minute, talking about what just came out this week from the World Economic Forum. You don't want to miss it. We're going to talk about the bigger implications of this and the dangers to you. So I'll be back with that and more in a minute. Don't go away. It's that time of year again. 
The U.S. Mint is making the new 2024 American Silver Eagle and American Gold Eagle coins, and there's no better time to buy than now. Gold rose 23% in the past 13 months, and silver's up 27%. Plus, they're both still climbing. Get the newest gold and silver coins of the year from my trusted friends at Universal Coin and Bullion by calling 1-800-UCB-GOLD. Their company president, Dr. Mike Fulgens, is America's gold expert, and he recently met with financial guru Steve Forbes to discuss trends in precious metals. And both experts agree that gold could hit 2,500 an ounce in 2024. That's nearly a 25% gain from today's price per ounce. If you want to make a sound money investment, then add gold and silver to your portfolio now and keep adding as part of your regular investment strategy. Gold's been used as money for over 2,500 years. Call Universal Coin and Bullion at 1-800-UCB-GOLD. That's 1-800-UCB-GOLD. Or check out universalcoin.com slash Mark Moss. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also, small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to LinkedIn.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, welcome back. You are listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the decentralized revolution talking about the way the world's changing rapidly, 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 right before our very eyes, from centralization to decentralization. And the centralization is still there in full effect. Now, I'm going to get to back to um, what they're doing and how they want to enforce this. Specifically, of course, it's with technology. 
But this, uh, but this, this came out. They want to really track individuals and make sure that they limit your own um, carbon exposure. Now, where where did all this come from, and where does all this go? Let's talk about where it goes first. All right, and then we'll come back to uh, where did it come from. Now, let's see um, some other things that are happening in real time. Now, we have centralization. You might think of that as collectivism or globalization. The opposite of collectivism would probably be individualism. So I am a person. I am made in God's image. I have I have been endowed by the Creator. Right, the things that are said in in the in the Declaration of Independence. Collectively, as an individual, I have the pursuit of life, liberty, and property. I have the right to my own property, starting with my own body, with what I own. I have the right to protect my own property. And that's it. Now, collectively, at some point, maybe our interests align. So, for example, you and I are together, an attacker comes to kill both of us. We might decide to align together to fight that attacker. We both have fields that need to be planted. I say, hey, I'll help you with yours if you help me with mine. So we're individuals. What we want may be different, but sometimes our interests come together and they align. Collectively, there is, there is no such thing as the state. There is individuals. The state is a collection of those individuals. What happens, though, is at some point, a certain group of individuals want to have power over the rest of the people. And that starts creating centralization or central planning. Central planning always fails. It always has. And the reason why is it doesn't have enough data to make the decisions that need to be made in a free market. And it takes away humans' motivation, incentives, things that they just don't think about. Now, let's take a look at where we're at today and where this is going really quickly. So here's this article I saw. Europe's economy and living standards are plummeting. Plummeting. So, uh, and arguably, we're you know living in the best time in history. Uh, technology is at an all-time high. Efficiency is at an all-time high. Life has never been better, but yet living standards are plummeting. Why is that? Well, let's see. It says enterprises are on the verge of closing in Britain. Sixty percent of enterprises are on the verge of closing due to higher electricity prices. 13% of British factories have reduced working hours, and 7% are temporarily closed down. Electricity bills have risen by more than 100% compared to last year. So that's in Britain. 60% of enterprises are on the verge of closing down. If 60% of the enterprises close down, what happens? Well, all those people that had jobs there don't have jobs anymore. Now all those people are on unemployment. They have no income. They're not spending money in other people's businesses. And then those businesses close down. And then those people are out of job, and then they don't have any money, and then they don't spend money in other people's businesses anymore. On top of that, now we don't have any business to provide any goods and services or what would be considered wealth, right? We, wealth is goods and services. We need businesses to produce those things, goods and services. But yet 60% are on the verge of closing down. Why? Higher electricity prices, 100%. Now, let's keep going, and then we'll talk about this. In Germany, the number of firms and individuals went bankrupt in August alone, just last month, rose 26% compared to the same period last year. The figure was significantly higher than German analysts had, had expected or forecast, according to the experts. 
and they expect that through the autumn, the number of bankruptcies will only increase. German Chancellor Olaf Schlotz acknowledged that many Germans have faced uh, with rising prices for fuel and food. So, again, in Germany, the number of businesses and individuals that went bankrupt just last, last month are up over 26%. This is way higher than people had forecast. It's only going to get worse through the fall. And the, the Chancellor Olaf Scholz acknowledged that this is happening because of rising prices for fuel. Again, same as Britain. Why are 60% of the business going out of business? Because of fuel, because of energy prices. Now, we're just barely getting started. The crisis is just ahead. At the same time, many experts believe that stopping the Nord Stream will cause Europe's worst energy crisis in decades. So we haven't even seen it yet. Many experts expect us to see the worst crisis in decades. The circumstance is that it's, um, we've already seen a sharp increase in energy resources on the European market, which is why 60% of businesses in, in Britain are going out of business, which is why bankruptcies are going through the roof in Germany. As a result, energy bills of European households have increased. According to Goldman Sachs analysts, its cumulative cost will peak in early 2023. So 60% of businesses going out of business in the UK. 26% increase in bankruptcies in Germany. And we haven't even gotten to the peak of it yet. They're saying the peak will come in early 2023. But as I just said, the experts were already caught off guard. It's already way worse than they thought it would be. Is it a chance that we won't see the peak for a while? It says that the increased cost of gas or energy has an adverse effect on the living standard of people. Duh. As the world gets more access to cheap, abundant energy, human life flourishes. We can use machines to do the work of 5,000 men. Then we can use that time to create more machines or create more science or technology or medicine. Drive the world forward. But if we have the opposite of that, which is less energy, less cheap and abundant, then we get the opposite of that. We get less human flourishment. Now, it says um, an even more dangerous problem is the falling liquidity of Euro European products produced at the new cost of energy. European products are becoming uncompetitive in the world market. Their price is much higher because of the cost of their energy. So... In order for me to run my manufacturing plant to make cars or electronics or handbags or whatever, fill in the blank, I have to have energy. I got to turn the lights on. I got to turn the machines on, uh, the sewing machines, the CNC machines, whatever it may be. I need energy to do that. If I don't have energy to do that, I can't run my production. Or if the cost of my energy goes up, it pushes my expenses up and I may not have enough profit. If my expenses go too high and I can't sell my products for more money or my product price comes down and I can't produce it, I have no profit, what happens? I shut down, which is why in Britain, 60% of businesses are on the verge of going bankrupt because they can't afford to produce the products. But even worse than that, as I make the case over and over, wealth is not money. Money isn't wealth. Nobody wants money, which I know sounds absurd. We want the things or we need the things that money buys us. Wealth is goods and services. So we must manufacture things. We must produce things. That's how we build wealth. And now Europeans are becoming uncompetitive in the world. They cannot produce wealth. 
oh man, I'm going to go deep with this, but I got to take a break. You're listening to the Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the decentralized revolution, the way the world is swinging from centralization to decentralization. And I'm explaining why centralization is the problem. We're going to get back to the attack vectors on you. Um, and then we'll tie it all the way back to what we started about, which was this carbon tax that's happening on you. And they're going to enforce it. You got to be careful. So I'll be back with all that and more in a minute. Don't go away. We'll be right back. It's that time of year again. The U.S. Mint is making the new 2024 American Silver Eagle and American Gold Eagle coins, and there's no better time to buy than now. Gold rose 23% in the past 13 months, and silver's up 27%. Plus, they're both still climbing. Get the newest gold and silver coins of the year from my trusted friends at Universal Coin and Bullion by calling 1-800-UCB-GOLD. Their company president, Dr. Mike Fulgens, is America's gold expert, and he recently met with financial guru Steve Forbes to discuss trends in pre- Precious metals, and both experts agree that gold could hit 2,500 an ounce in 2024. That's nearly a 25% gain from today's price per ounce. If you want to make a sound money investment, then add gold and silver to your portfolio now and keep adding as part of your regular investment strategy. Gold's been used as money for over 2,500 years. Call Universal Coin and Bullion at 1 800 UCB Gold. That's 1 800 UCB Gold. Or check out universalcoin.com slash. Mark Moss. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also, small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to LinkedIn.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. 
All right, welcome back. You are listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the decentralized revolution each and every week. Talking about the way the world is changing as we look at it through the lens of politics, finance, and technology. We're talking about um, a plan that started 15 years ago, and now it has come to pass. This week on the World Economic Forum's website, they talked about their new plan to have a carbon tracker for you. And if you don't have enough carbon credits, you won't be able to buy food or energy to heat your house or travel to go see your mother. Now, uh, we're talking about where this inevitably goes. We're kind of jumping forward, talking about the massive energy crisis that's happening over in Europe. And um, we left off where said that European products are becoming uncompetitive in the world market because their price is too high. Why is their price too high? Because their energy is too high. So they're not able to produce wealth. They can't produce goods and services, which means they can't export anything, which means they have no energy or no money coming back in. I love this quote from uh, Turkish President Edrogen. Edrogen. He says that Europe reaps what it sows. So European countries are themselves to blame for the problems they face this coming winter because of reduced gas supplies from Russia. That's according to the president. According to him, quote, Europe reaps what it sows, while Turkey has no problems with gas supplies. Now, part of what I am hoping that you're picking up here is centralization. None of these people that are being affected in Britain or in Germany or in the rest of Europe, none of these people want this to happen. None of them voted for this to happen. None of them are okay with this happening. There's some central authorities that they don't want having control over their life. They've decided that the people should suffer for the greater good. The people didn't choose that. They don't want that. That's the problem with centralization. They don't know what you want. They don't know what's best for you. And frankly, they don't have the information to be making these types of decisions. They're not God. They're not God. Now, um, Europe reaps what it sows. It made these policies. Uh, it's like your mom, uh, you made your bed, now you sleep in it kind of a thing. They said Turkey has no problems. The crisis in Europe is a result of political mistake. Political mistake. On one hand... Sanctions against Russia are favorable only to the United States. On the other, the imposition of the post-hydrocarbon economy on Europeans has shown its insolvency. So they've done it in two ways. One, they've decided to shut down their own energy. Germany shut down their nuclear reactors. Europe, UK, Britain has decided not to get its oil or natural gas out of the ground. They've decided that. So their own imposition on the post-hydrocarbon economy, they've decided to shut it all off. They've decided to put themselves 100% dependent on what Russia is doing. That's on one hand. Now they've put themselves dependent on Russia, and then on the other hand, they decide to shut Russia off. So I'm not going to uh, make any of my own food or grow any of my own food. I'm just going to buy it all from this person. But then I'm going to sanction that person decide not to buy any food from that person. So now I have no food? Yes, that's exactly what's happening. But then with food, they did it with energy. It's insane. As a result, energy prices in Asia and Latin America today are much lower. Ah, oh, Asia, so much lower. Good thing for China, right? Latin America, all right. Energy prices are way down and uh, much lower. And so are the wages of production workers. Everyone's more prosperous. Congratulations. In other words, European products are totally uncompetitive. 
Why? Because the cost to produce those goods has gone up too much. Now, where does this lead? Where does this lead? Now, it, it is because of central planning. In a decentralized world of individualism and free markets, we would never have this problem. We have this problem because of central planning. One, central planners decided to shut down their fuel. Two, central planners decided not to buy any more. And what's the result? It says here, poverty is coming. The next logical consequence will be mass production closers and rising unemployment. That sounds pretty bad. As a matter of fact, as I already said, right at the beginning in, in the UK, they had 60% of businesses think they are, are on the verge of going bankrupt. So the next logical consequence will be mass production closures and rising unemployment, more people out of work, more businesses being shut down, um, no production of goods and services, or no wealth. It says um, rising unemployment will cause a drop in living standards and an additional burden on government budgets as the fight against poverty requires additional social spending. So rising unemployment will cause a drop in living standards. Yeah, if you don't have a job, a good-paying job, and you don't make enough money to live nice, right, to go out to dinner once in a while, to be able to, like, take your kids on a little trip once in a while, to have a new car so it doesn't break down the side of the road all the time. Oh, yeah, and to, you know, keep your house warm in the wintertime. Um, if you lose your job, you can't afford any of that. Now, there's no heat at the winter for you. There's no going out to dinner with your spouse. There's no taking your kids on a trip. There's none of that. Your quality of life, your living standard went down. And on top of that, as if that's not already bad enough, Look, man, we're going, we're, there's massive prosperity in the world. The only reason why the quality of life should ever be going down is because of these decisions they've made. They have chosen to decide to do that. If you have a nice job paying you a million dollars a year and you have the best life and your wife is loving it and your kids are loving it and you're taking vacations all the time and you decide to quit your job and not get another job, your quality of living will go down. And that is your choice. That's exactly what's happening here, except for it's not your choice. It's the central planner's choice for you. Not for them, of course. You know, John Kerry is going to keep flying in his private jet. His life's going to be fine. It's your life that's going to have a lower standard of living. Now, on top of that, there's an additional burden on government budgets. So now the government budgets have to help out all these people. They have to fight against poverty, which requires what? That's right, more spending. So now they have to continue to print more money, which causes more inflation, and causes the problem to get even worse. European economies survived through stimulus, but this exacerbates inflation, Dutch Prime Minister Mark Rutt said. Quote, you can't help everyone, so we in the West will be a bit poorer because of the high inflation and the high energy costs. So, because the inflation's so bad, you know, the price of everything's going up so high, and the high energy costs. Well, the high energy costs are pushing the prices up so high, and the unlimited money printing that we do continues to push the price of things up so high. So because we just, you know, shut down our energy and uh, decided not to buy any more, and, you know, because we just can't stop printing trillions and trillions of dollars out of thin air, then, you know, the cost of things going up, and we're just going to be more poor. How about no? <laughs> How about no? How about let's not print trillions of dollars for meaningless, worthless things? How about let's get our own energy out of the ground so we can bring our cost down? How about we bring our cost down so we can get our own manufacturing base back to work and back being competitive again? How about no? How about we just kind of go back to how it was like a decade ago when we were on the path to prosperity? But instead, we're just going to accept this? Well, as he says, quote, we'll be a bit poor because of high inflation. 
On top of that, migrations are ruinous to the budget. Migrant influx into European countries over the past two decades has been less than 1 million people a year. But already last year, 1.3 million people entered the countries. And this year, they were already 1.8 million people this year. Well, that is a massive burden on top of the government, which means what? Well, it means more money printing. They don't have any jobs because the jobs are being shut down. And so now the government has to take care of that. Well, how much does that cost? Well, it costs a lot of money. The average cost per immigrant per migrant is 7,000 euros per year. Germany alone spends up to 55 billion euros annually on refugee aid. And if you think that's bad, in the United States, through the southern border, through Mexico, we've had 2 million people already crossed. The United States has the same problem. I'm talking about Europe right here, but Europe, but the but U.S. is in the same problem. Cell, central planning is failing. I'm going to come back. I'm going to talk about that. I want to break down uh, these numbers for you, and then I'm going to talk about how they're trying to enforce this and how you and I can escape this if you don't want this in your life. If you're listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the decentralized revolution, talking about the way the world is changing through politics, finance, and technology. Of course, that technology is Bitcoin and the decentralized revolution. I'm going to be back with the, all of that and more in a minute. You don't want to miss it, so don't go away. I'll be right back. It's that time of year again. The U.S. Mint is making the new 2024 American Silver Eagle and American Gold Eagle coins, and there's no better time to buy than now. Gold rose 23% in the past 13 months, and silver's up 27%. Plus, they're both still climbing. Get the newest gold and silver coins of the year from my trusted friends at Universal Coin and Bullion by calling 1-800-UCB-GOLD. Their company president, Dr. Mike Fulgens, is America's gold expert, and he recently met with financial guru Steve Forbes to discuss trends in precious metals. And both experts agree that gold could hit 2,500 an ounce in 2024. That's nearly a 25% gain from today's price per ounce. If you want to make a sound money investment, then add gold and silver to your portfolio now and keep adding as part of your regular investment strategy. Gold's been used as money for over 2,500 years. Call Universal Coin and Bullion at 1-800-UCB-GOLD. That's 1-800-UCB-GOLD. Or check out universalcoin.com slash Mark Moss. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. 
Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Welcome back. You are listening to The Mark Moss Show. We're talking about the decentralized revolution, the way the world is changing as we look at it through the lens of politics, finance, and technology. Of course, that technology being Bitcoin, the decentralized technology that is changing the world. Now, we're talking about Europe and the problems they're going through. Of course, we're talking uh, talk about it. It's central planning causing this. Same thing we see in the United States as well. Um, it says that following the catastrophic electricity and heating bills, Europe's population is facing mass unemployment, followed by a decline in social support from the state. And these processes inevitably lead to an overall decline in living standards. There's no reason why we need to um, accept this. This is the effect of central planning. This is no different than what happened through the 1917 Bolshevik Revolution in Russia or what happened through Hitler's um, Germany or what happened in China in Mao's Great Leap Forward in the 40s and the 50s. It's the same thing. It's a small group of people taking control of an entire population, an entire economy, and trying to dictate where people go, what people do, and trying to make plans that they think are best, but they don't have the data to back that up. And just like in the Bolshevik Revolution, it led to massive shortages, it led to to massive starvation, and ultimately it led to massive deaths. Approximately 25 million people died during the Bolshevik Revolution, which was rookie numbers because Mao in China tried to really up those numbers. He tried, he, he had about 50 million people died in China. Why? Same thing. He mismanaged the economy because he doesn't have the data. No central planner can do it. We had mass starvation, mass misallocation, and that's exactly what's happening today through what Klaus Schwab at the World Economic Forum calls a public-private partnership, we have centralization again. They want to tell you what you can do, where you can travel, how much you can eat, what you can eat, and so forth. So going back to where we started, the article on the World Economic Forum website this week that came out, which was My Carbon, an Approach for Inclusive and Sustainable Cities, which was floating the idea of now putting in place an app that tracks our carbon exposure, which came from a 15-year-old article where they actually talked about it for the first time. And under the scheme, everybody would be given an annual allowance of the carbon they could expend on a range of products, food, energy, and travel. If they want to use more carbon, they'd be able to buy it from somebody else. So this is where it's going. A small group of unelected leaders having their way, and history tells us what happens. Now, how do they enforce this? Well, that's where the final piece comes in. Your money. They aren't going to be at, you know, you're not going to have police officers at grocery stores, you know, checking your carbon score before you put things into your grocery basket. Right? You're not going to have people at your house you know, verifying what you're cooking. What they do is they do it through control of your money. So to the point we've talked about here, they have a credit card. 
and your credit card or your debit card or your bank tracks it for you. So then you're going to put gas in your car. There's no police at the gas station checking your uh, carbon credits before you buy gas. No, it's already tracked for you on your credit card. So you go to swipe your card and they're like, nope, you've, uh, you've exceeded your allotment of carbon. No gasoline for you. You're like, but I, I, I need gas. My car's out of gas. I, I got to go help my mom. She's sick. Well, sorry. Nope, nope. You're, you, you've met your carbon allotment. Or you're at the grocery store checking out, and it's like, oh, I, uh, I can't sell you this red meat. Your, car, your credit card won't pay for it. All you get is bugs today. You want to go travel. Your daughter's getting married. You want to go see your daughter. Oh, no, sorry. You don't have enough carbon credits. You can't travel to go see your daughter. You can't buy the ticket. Why? Because of your money. The money is how they control you. It's always the way. I say it all over and over. I'm a broken record. Without the freedom of payments, there is no freedom. I should have a, maybe I'll have a big sign made and put it here in my office. Without the freedom of payments, there is no freedom, which is why everything hinges on the money, which is why through the fourth industrial revolution that the World Economic Forum is promising us, they want to move us into a central bank digital currency, a CBDC. With a CBDC, they can program the money. So again, it's not, uh, right now we have a digital payment system and sure the government could go through all your records and they could you know, subpoena your bank records and your credit card statements and then they could go through them all and they could try to build this picture and then they could you know, get, a, get a, uh, a warrant and they could freeze your bank account or whatever. And they, they can do that today. A CBDC is different though. A CBDC is programmable. So in advance, we set the rules like, hey, if they've hit this certain threshold on carbon, then they can't buy this, this, or this. They can only buy this, this, or this. We've determined that uh, this minority subset of people need this special treatment, so they get extra money or they get these extra privileges with their money. This subset uh, doesn't. Um, this subset of a person said something mean online. Uh, you know, he associated with this other person who went to this location, and so he doesn't get any privileges anymore. You see how that is very easy to do with this type of money. And again, without the freedom to transact, there is no freedom. And this is coming. It's coming very, very fast. As a matter of fact, just this week, we saw announcements um, that uh, the president, Biden, the Biden administration, had put together an executive order meaning I'm the dictator, I say what I want. Uh, the executive order was that there was supposed to be this uh, deep dive and research done into the digital currency space. And the reports came back just this week, and they, they recommended, it released a framework outlining the regulation of digital assets, including cryptocurrencies. And it said, uh, the framework suggests the creation of a U.S. central bank digital currency, or CBDC. There you have it. Now, of course, uh, if you had to guess, which nation in the world do you think would be the first one to roll that out? Uh, if you guess the nation that has the social credit score system, uh, the one that denies you bus tickets and plane tickets and things like that because you might have said something mean online, uh, we're talking about China, then you would be correct. Of course, China would be the first one to roll out a CBDC. It's the final piece of their puzzle. And that's exactly what the U.S. is doing. A framework suggests the creation of a U.S. central bank digital currency. The CBDC could make it possible an efficient payment system, create technical innovations, facilitate cross-border transactions, all while fostering environmental sustainability. Meaning, if you don't buy, or I'm sorry, if you've, if you've met your allotment of carbon, or you've bought too much petrol, or you've bought too much red meat, then no meat for you. Now, 
we don't need a CBDC to have an efficient payment system. We have Bitcoin. Uh, we don't need the government to create technical innovations. We already have them. We don't need it to facilitate cross-border payments or transactions. We already have that. Bitcoin did uh, almost $100 million of cross-border payments into El Salvador in the last eight months. Near instant and near free. So we already have it. Now, it doesn't control you. It doesn't foster environmental sustainability, which is the last part they said. So it doesn't have that. Uh, but of course, why would it? Why would you want a money system that controls you? The answer is you wouldn't. Why would you adopt a currency that gives them complete control, surveillance over you, and control over you? Why would they have that? You have that, and of course you wouldn't. Why would they want it? Well, of course why? Of course you know why. Because they want that total control. Like Henry Kissinger said, control the food, you control the people, control the energy, you control the continent, control the money, you control the world. So they've already got the food. They want to track your food on your app to make sure it's not over your carbon score. Then they want to control the energy, shutting it down, controlling what type of energy you can use, what type of fuel, what type of fuel your car could run off of. In California, no more gasoline engines after 2035. And then finally, finally the money. Control the money, you control the world. They have to take control of the money. Now, the central bank already has control over the money because they can print it, uh, reduce the supply, increase supply whenever they want. But now they'll have the ability to bake in the control. And that's where things are going. That's why we need to end this move to centralization and swing back to decentralization where you and I have the power to direct our lives as I see fit, as we see fit. Sovereign individuals with our own sovereign money. It all starts with the money. Without the freedom of payments, there's no freedom. And that's where Bitcoin comes into play. It's the exact opposite of a central bank digital currency. Hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully you know which way you want to move. Uh, and it's not towards the state. That's what I got for you today. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better, I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. 
I'm gonna meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.